Hi, my name is Bella. And I just want to let you know that you are worth more. And you are more valuable than anything on this earth. Which means that you are priceless. You are valuable because you worship God. You serve others. You serve God. Your relationship with Jesus. You are kind. You have goodness. You know what destroys your value? Not trusting God. Lies from Satan. Worrying about anything and everything. Not taking time with God and falling to the pattern of this world. Proverbs 31.10 says, A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. And even right now, you are worth far more than rubies. Your results are inaccurate if you measure yourself with the wrong thing. Measure yourself with Jesus. A quote here says, A proverbial girl never measures her worth by outward people or things. A proverbial girl knows her true value can only be determined when she measures it by the great potential the Father has already placed on the inside of her. Which goes along with Galatians 5.22-23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And when you look through there, circle the things you need to work on and underline what you already have. Do you already have love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Because nothing is greater than those things but love. God blesses us with different types of relationships that he trusts us to handle well. He would never put you in a situation that he didn't trust that great things can come out of it. So you need to handle those relationships, even the annoying ones, even the ones that are so hard with love and kindness. Because the greatest of all these is love. And God gave Jesus an assignment. So Jesus was to show us the greatest love to the people who didn't love him back. And God trusted him with that. God trusted him with that assignment to love people who didn't love him back. And that's what makes you a Christian. And that's what makes Christians so different than everyone else is that you have the ability to love others who don't love you back. I've had so many people in my life who I love so much who I know do not love me back. But day in and day out, I continue to love them because I trust God with that relationship because I handle it with love and kindness. And I'm human, so I'm not perfect. I don't always handle everything with love and kindness. But with Jesus, anything is possible. And trust is the key. You need to always trust God. No matter what. No matter what comes your way. You can always trust the Lord. And remember, your results are inaccurate if you measure yourself with the wrong thing. So one thing that you can do to help you love others who do not love you is consistency. And it goes with the art of being present. And being consistent. So this is based off of a plan and the proverbial girls and that plan i did um about from hillsong hillsong is just amazing everything they do is just great um about revival and so did you know that thomas was not present whenever jesus first appeared to his disciples and thomas was one of the 12 so whenever jesus showed himself again in the resurrected form thomas was not there but later jesus did appear to thomas to show him the physical proof that he needed to believe jesus had resurrected but he wasn't there for the initial jesus showing himself 
to everybody when he came back. But the Bible never tells us why Thomas wasn't with his friends. So Hillsong kind of goes into the circumstances in Thomas's personality that maybe he was grief-stricken or traumatized. And I know for me, I'd be so traumatized and so sad about the fact that what just happened to like my best friend um, and Savior that I just wouldn't know what to do. So he missed that opportunity to be in Jesus' presence. And going back today, I want to talk about being wide awake about Moses' prayer. Um, asking God to arrest his impulse to drift through the day, so teaching us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom, to Psalm ninety twelve, And each moment, you need to wake in each moment that you are graced with, because every moment is a blessing. So that should become your prayers to number your days. So be aware of what God is doing, and that the Lord is always present and active. Whereas we go into Thomas, and we are Thomas, who wasn't there in the initial Jesus coming, Thomas was not present. So we need to be consistent. So he missed the opportunity to be in Jesus' presence. But there was another opportunity. But the first moment was initially was just lost. It could never be regained again. Because you can't go back in time. So going on this is kind of Evan Roberts who said that if there was ever a possibility that God would be present, he would never be absent from such a meeting. Talking about Thomas, going back there, Thomas knew that Jesus was going to be there. He would have never missed that. So you need to start being present in the word and God, you know, he will be present with you. And God is working so good. So not only do you need to be present with God, you need to be present in your community. And God is present when believers are gathered together. And Acts is one of my favorite books in the Bible. And Acts 2, it really talks about how early believers met together. And it says, The Holy Spirit came like the wind, filling the place and causing those gathered to speak in tongues, which is a spiritual God-given gift, which is about the next thing I'm going to talk about in a second. So you need to hunger for God and community. And from Hillsong, it says, Any unique individual is wholly present in a community. That community is naturally strengthened. And when it goes on, it says present in like the church, when a whole bunch of people whole, uh, embrace their unique calling, it strengthens a unified global church as a whole. So taking a place in the community of believers is a community is additionally strengthened supernaturally by God's presence. So have faith for God's presence because, you know, present in your community, gathering together, only great things can come of that. In Matthew 18, it says, um, in Matthew 18, it mentions two or more gathered in his name. He is there among them. And I have experienced that in many different situations with my worrying. I've noticed it got taken it away or I was worried about something and it being nothing. And I was like, oh, two or more gathered in his name. So today, try to take your friends, you know, together and just... Be gathered in his name for whatever you want to pray for. Pray for your community. And we'll get more into the community and leadership in a second. But also being present in your place. So the body of the church. So Paul was writing to the Corinthian church. Um, we each have a unique God-given purpose. All your different talents and stuff. Um, and they're talking about a sermon on Father's Day. I got to play piano um, doing the offertory, and they were talking about he, how each one of us has different gifts, and it would be silly if the eye, if the whole body was just an eye, wouldn't be a body. If it was just hearing, it would be a thing. This is Paul talking. So, in the playing part of the body of his community, so it goes on to say, What if you decided to be another person's part of the body? How absurd would that be if we all tried to be the ear? Or it would be 
ridiculous if the finger tried to do what the leg does. We each have an important part, and we need to bring out the lower parts. You think you're just because you're not a good teacher doesn't mean you're not a good person to be in the church. Like, I need to be a good teacher. What if we had all preachers? It wouldn't be a body. So how all the parts are suffering, if we decide to be someone else's part, you need present in your place. Because not all the parts are present, so the whole body suffers. Like, if you're missing an eye, the entire body suffers. Um, if you're missing an ear, you can't hear as well. You know, if you're missing a leg, you can't walk. If you're missing an arm, you can't, you know. Just think of it as like a physical body sometimes. And so, we are all unified by a cause greater than ourselves. And it's the cause of Christ. And that will provide you with an opportunity to use what God has given us for his glory and to be blessed to others because your gift is unique to you. And you know, other people have your gift, but you have unique attributes to you that make you unique. And if you have the gift of music, you need to use that for God. If you have the gift of speaking, use it for God. And don't just sit around doing nothing because you need to be present in your place. People are waiting for you. People are depending on you if you're a believer in Christ. So be not just present, but present in your place. And 1 Corinthians says, 1 Corinthians 12, 18 and 19 says, But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? Paul is a very wise person. So not only are you being present in your place, present in the community, but you need to be present in the church. It's your local church, too. And um, it's where God's majesty is mainly displayed and his purpose is outward, you know, from local churches. So a present local church that embraces its unique calling strengthens a unified global church. And God has entrusted to you, your church, families, friends, and neighbors. Which goes on to what I have said about the proverb of girls. God has trusted you with different relationships that he knows will bring glory to his kingdom. He doesn't just throw those out there like it's nothing. And it goes on to say, lift your eyes to perceive what God is doing and can do globally. So be wholly present in the global church. If you're present in your place and everyone is present in their place, then the church is a pretty powerful thing, let me tell you. And Ephesians 2.22 says, in him... You too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. And that's in you. That's what happens when you get saved. The Holy Spirit is living in you. And He's doing great things. Um, He is comforting you. He is part of you at this point. He is in your heart. And He can never leave once He's there. So for me, things start getting really spiritual in the next section. Talking about the conversation of prayer. And I'm a very spiritual person. You know, I don't have a religion. I have a faith. I have a lifestyle. I'm not religious. I'm very spiritual. So day six talks about prayer and it's revival's partner. And prayer is so important. Without prayer, you can't do anything. And there is power in prayer. And I keep hearing them over and over again. There is so much power in prayer and what God can do in your life. So Christine Kane was the founder of the anti-human trafficking campaign. A21 talks about how she prayed for hours while building the stadiums for the 2000 Olympic or Sydney Olympic Games. Um, and she said that her tears were just... Um, just drip onto the cement and just, you know, dissolve, I guess, dissolve into the cement. And so it ended up being a place called All Phones Arena, Sydney Olympic Park, where thousands of people each year gather every year under the name of Jesus in Australia, which is a Hillsong conference. It's just amazing. If you watch those videos, I highly recommend Hillsong following them on Instagram, following their accounts, watching Hillsong videos, listening to their music. Wonderful. So another example of this is in 1904 Wales. Kind of thing, where more than a hundred thousand people were saved in under six months, and a revival, um, for one by prayer, praise, joy, victory, and rediscovery of the Holy Spirit, um, which was led by Everett Roberts once again, who was just an avid prayer, wonderful prayer, is so important. So let us, and I put 
talk about myself. Intercede for our families. That's nothing the Lord is sort of talking about. It's getting really spiritual. The Lord has been telling me I'm doing different plans out seeking God, and we pray. And how Moses interceded for the Israelites, and um, Abraham interceded um, for Sodom and Gomorrah and for Lot. It's so important to intercede for your friends and family and believe for the salvations of those who don't even know Christ. You need to believe in your heart and imagine because. God gave you an imagination for a reason. He wants you to use it. He wants you to be like a child your entire life because children are the ones that can teach you the most. And children are the ones that can just imagine. You need to be able to imagine and be able to see because if you can see it and believe it, it's already yours. So believe for the salvation of those who don't know yet know Christ. And Acts 4.31 says, After they prayed, the place of their meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. But without prayer, you know, you can't pray if you don't know how to pray. So day seven talks about how to pray. There's no specific formula for prayer. It's simply a conversation with God. You can, in the middle of the day, you can look up and talk to him. Bow your head is kind of the respectful thing to do. But there's many different ways to pray. You can pray together. You can pray by yourself. But you should pray in secret so that your father can reward you in secret. In a secret place, you got to pray by yourself. Because Jesus up on the mountain and prayed. If Jesus prayed, surely we need to pray too. And so the more you pray, the easier it is to speak from the depths of our heart. Because the more you pray, the more that Lord's will is your will. And the more you know the word and you're in the word. And you're present with God. You're present in communion. You're present in your place. And you're constantly in prayer. It comes to the depths of your heart. your soul speaking. I've had many sleepless nights to where I didn't even know I was praying until that morning. My soul was praying. And so... When you end up praying from the depths of your heart, it helps the needs of the larger world with healing, salvation... And justice, like I just said, it lets God's will be done. And so, Jesus led um, by example. And the Lord's Prayer, which is in Matthew 6, was supposed to teach us how to pray. And talking to God daily. So, if you don't know what to say, say that prayer. Because it so much. So, it requests that heaven be established on earth according to God's will. And it's very important, God's will is. So, let Jesus be an example of our true north. That our prayers reflect heaven's priorities that we might be ever submitted to our Father's will. In Matthew 6, 9 through 13, the Lord's Prayer. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Which is a good prayer to say when you don't know what to say. Just say Jesus. So day eight says, what can we pray for? So you know, prayer is important. We present in your place, community, your church. You know, how to pray. But, you know, once we know how to pray, what can we pray for? So Jesus has made it possible to approach God with confidence and to be bold about it. And God hears us when we pray. There's not a prayer that goes by that he does not hear. He answers all prayers. It is God's will that prayer should be allowed to know him more and to receive his grace. Because we all fall short of grace, but God is very forgiven and always gives us our grace. So allow the truth of God's word to replace the old mindsets you have have had about prayer. So if you feel like prayer just wasn't your thing, you're like, no, I don't really pray. I'm not very good at praying. I don't like to pray in front of people. You know, the truth of God's word says that Prayer is very important, as we have just seen. Everything can be shaken when you pray. Like Acts 4.31, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. 
And if you have the word of God, that will replace all the bad mindsets. The old things that didn't really matter now. That you have Jesus about prayer. So, there's three things that they mention that you need to be united in prayer for. Number one is salvations for the loved ones in our world who are yet to know Jesus. Pray for the people in your life that you feel like are going to be hard ones to help get saved, to lead. Pray for the salvations of everyone across the world. Pray for that kid in China or Africa, anywhere, because you never know. That prayer could be the one. And second, we need to pray for our city and nation to let us believe for our leaders and authorities to lead with godly wisdom and counsel. Because I'm telling you right now, well, in America, we're having issues with this. We're not praying for our leaders. We're not praying for the people that lead this country, for the congressmen, women, everyone. Just We don't pray for the people, the leaders of this nation, because we're not one nation under God anymore. I don't know what happened to that, but we're just not. And that is so sad. We need to pray that God will give godly wisdom and counsel to others that with the help of others they are able to make the right decision for this country you need to pray for people leaving your country because that is so important and number three is to pray for some revival let's believe together for people to awaken to the things of god and for him to move mildly across the earth to move change lives life changer jesus is a life changer let me tell you so first john 5 14 to 15 says this is the confidence we have an approaching God that if we ask to his will, he hears us. And we know, and that if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have we have asked of him. That also kind of ties into if you're in the constantly in the word and constantly being present in your place and you're in prayer, that your will is God's will. So when you pray, it is the Lord's will. And things aren't just going to happen how you want. It might take years. And if you hear stories about men and women who prayed for their husband or wife, for years to be able to come know Jesus. It took this one woman 40 years of praying for her husband to get saved. And they've been married for 50 years and he's been saved for 10. I'm telling you, you never know when it's going to happen. It, it takes 40 years maybe. Also, this is the Israelites 40 years of running through the desert to finally figure out where they're going. It should have been an 11 day trip, you know. But moving on to Ephesians 3.12, it says, In him and through faith in him we may approach God with freedom and confidence. And he wants you to have freedom. He wants you to be free. Those chains are gone, honey. Feel the chains lift up off your shoulders because they are gone. Going on to day nine is why pray. You know, we know how to pray, when to pray, what to pray about. But why do we pray? And God's word continually instructs us to pray with faith to God. For whom nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible for God. I can do all things. Not some things. Not, not some things that God wants me to do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I believe there is a great power in prayer. You know. Prayer is so important. So Matthew 21, 21 through 22 says, Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what has done to the fig tree, you have to go back and read that story if you don't know what the fig tree is, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. And once again, you receive it if it's the Lord's will. And if you're constantly in prayer, Interceding for others, your will is the Lord's will. And God cares about every soul. I'm telling you, if you pray and pray and pray, that person's going to get saved. He will not. He loves his children so much. He gives every one of us an opportunity to be able to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And he cares about all your souls. And you might not be the person to actually lead, but if you plant that seed, man, you did something. You were the star of the amazing, wonderful works that the Lord's about to do in that person's life. 
So why pray? We move on to when pray. So all great revivals have one thing in common, Hillsong says, and it's because people prayed for them over and over and over and over and over and over again, constantly in prayer. So the Hillsong album was recorded last year. Was the creative team made a commitment to pray for the accordion every time they brush their teeth, which is a good time. It shows an event for their life in their church. They do it every time now. But it just tries to give you a good time, you know, to try to get you to pray frequently and to kind of be in prayer, have a set time each day to pray. So every time you brush your teeth, right? Pray regularly for God to move our nation, our countries, our continent, our earth, the world. Because you never know what's out there. He's going to move across the oceans, I'm telling you. It's going to be great. And he is. He's moving all the time. He's like, God is always in the mood for you. So Ephesians six eighteen says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. All the Lord's people, all the time. Saved or not saved, we all need a prayer. So how often should we pray, says day 11. And elaborating on this, the disciples um, were left from the destruction to stay in Jerusalem in Acts 1, actually, and wait for the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was back in heaven at this point. And while they waited, they prayed. Wait and hope with the Lord and pray. you got to be praying is so important. So praying together and constantly. They're united in belief and prayers. And so spreading the gospel quickly and it grew quickly in number because they prayed so paul's a good example and paul actually was not a believer in christ he actually persecuted christians he wrote a lot of um letters to the um christians in the roman empire being persecuted in rome um told the early church to preserve prayer those people is a good example pray continually so preserve persevere to um, pray continually again encouraging those in Rome like I said to be faithful in prayer because being faithful is very important if you don't have faith you don't have nothing and a lot of people want faith but even if you just have the faith as small as a mustard seed you can move the mountains um, prayer should be persistent and consistent both those go hand in hand um, by pursuing a personal relationship with God. Because like I said, Christianity um, is not a religion. It is a faith. It is a relationship. It is a lifestyle. Um, and being present um, in him throughout the day. Dear Jesus. So Acts one fourteen says, They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Um, and one thing that also mentions that the Bible, women of the Bible are very important. Um, this kind of goes back to Proverb, your girl. Just many things about Proverbs that are so important. Um, Proverbs is just good in general, but Proverbs 31 is very specific to women. Women play a very important part and role in the Bible. When you read through, I actually have a book called The Women of the Bible. And about all the great things that women have done, like take Ruth, Esther, um, Deborah, so many important women in the Bible. Mary, who had Jesus, um, but Mary is not holy. Keep that in mind. Um, a lot of people try to say that, but she's really not. Um, the reason why Christianity kind of spread a lot through kind of the ancient period was because it was so open to women. And women were like, oh, I can play a part in this. And they believed because God says he can do all things, which um, 
it's in the New Testament, but, you know, for the Old Testament as well. Women were doing great things and playing a very important role. I think about Mary and Moses' sister. Eve did amazing, you know, Eve kind of messed up a little bit, but that's okay. We're human. Um, she kind of shows us that, that she is human. Um, Rebecca, um, Rachel in the Bible, I'm telling you. Um, Rachel did kind of mess up a little bit um, when she lied about stuff. You have to go back and read that in Genesis. Um, but it's because women play such an important role. And during that time, women were kind of pushed away. So that's why other religions, because that's what they are. Christianity is not a religion. Um, it's because that's such a acceptable lifestyle that they liked. But anyways, um, which is good that it is because God's, God's for everyone, not just men, but women as well. And a lot of people try to take the Bible out of context and say that, oh, it's for men. But when you really think about it, um, it's really open to women and their rights. Um, and so like that, I shouldn't add that in there. But anyway, so Romans 12, 12 says, be joyful. A joyful heart is very good. It's good to laugh too. But anyways, be joyful and hope patient in affliction and faithful in prayer so moving on to day 12 um sacrifice and something the lord's kind of getting me thinking about a little bit um sacrificing as in fasting um so fasting to abstain from something specific for a particular time if you don't know fasting you can probably look up different definitions um which is trying to develop depth in your relationship with God, you know, getting, allowing communion, God to satisfy you instead of other distractions, um, um, not communion, um, sa- uh, sacrifice, like fasting, is trying to get you to take away something of the flesh so you can be with the spirit, um, fasting is so that you can take away the worldly possessions that you have, um, so that can distract you from God, um, just take it away for a little while, sometimes that is food, Jesus fasted, um, that, um, it doesn't always have to be food, but when you do it, you need to be a little bit careful in what you are fasting if it comes to food and drinks. Um, drinks not so much as long as you're not fasting water. Um, but when you come talking about fasting with food and stuff, you need to know that's a, what, and don't fast without knowing that's what the Lord wants you to do. Never do something that the Lord telling you to do it. Um, because otherwise you're fasting, it's just something that you're just doing. Um, and when you fast, you should not be boasting and going around telling people that you're fasting. Um, it needs to be private because that's your little personal time with God. It's like you should pray in private. Um, so the opportunity for us to put God's, our God of grace first. Um, and the tool here is to seek him, settling, um, setting aside something that may be becoming a distraction to your time spent with God in prayer. Um, because that's what you're here for, is to lead people to Jesus and to live for God. Um, fasting can be anything from your social media, your Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, even YouTube. Watching TV, a lot of people have a TV as a distraction. That's not so much a distraction for me. Um, movies can sometimes be a great distraction. Sometimes just put your phone away. Sometimes your phone might be a distraction. I know we all need a phone. But um, maybe just try to like delete all the apps off your phone that you had that are a distraction. Um, coffee, you could be getting addicted to coffee, that's not, that's not just good for your health in general, um, sugar, you could be, um, maybe a little bit overweight, and you need to eat a little bit better, this is a good way to, it's gonna be hard, um, and I personally need to work on sugar too, um, and social media are my two big things, 
Um, but that's saying no to the flesh and yes to the spirit, like I just said, and focusing that on God. Um, so if you want to know if God wants you to fast or not, just really pray about it. So section three of this plan is the process of purity and commit to the process. And that will be a different time. But if anybody's hearing this, just thank you for listening. And I will probably be back with another little thing. But you know what? Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, if anyone is able to hear this or I'm able to ever publish this, I pray that this moves somebody, Lord, and this moves mountains. Because, Lord, if they're going through something, they have been around this mountain one too many times, Lord. It is time to pass on. You have been dwelling on this mountain too long. Lord, I pray that I'm able to work in amazing ways and I hope that whoever hears is able to work in an amazing way. Lord, I pray that you use me and that I'm able to have a blog, that I'm able to start posting on um, YouTube and be able to lead people, have spoken words, write my poems, publish my poems, hit my Instagram for you, Lord, and then I'm able to go back in the right direction. Not that I've ever really drifted too far away, but obviously I'm human. I drift away a little bit, Lord. I that just like in the Pilgrim's Progress, that I'm going on the narrow path, not the wide path towards hell, Lord. I pray that whoever is listening to this or might hear me, that these verses speak to them. And that they are able to check out my stuff. Um, and to know that prayer is just so important, Lord. Um, if you want me to fast, please let me be able to know to fast. And that when they prayed together, the room was shaken. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, Lord. I pray that everyone has a good night's sleep tonight. And keep everybody safe can do more to serve you god in jesus name i pray amen and also the bible tells you that whatever you pray in Jesus' name it'll be yours so i pray the blood of jesus on anybody who hears this because that's so important i love everybody